hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Tea Cakes and Tarot. My name is Will Wilhelm, and I am your host. Tea Cakes and Tarot is a sparkling web of an ongoing conversation that pulls in the voices of queer theater artists. We'll examine our interwoven experiences as contemporary creators and humans, and discuss personal connections to Shakespeare and the classics. Together, we'll assess the current state of the arts industry, figure out how we got here, and most importantly, dream of a brighter, queerer way forward. I invite you to join me and join us here in the space between. Take a breath, make yourself as cozy as you can, and let's tap into our hearts and minds. Each episode of Tea Cakes and Tarot will feature one of my artistic crushes. I'm so excited to introduce you to these fiercely intelligent, deeply authentic cuties. I'll ask them a few questions and they'll share their wonderful insights. And because I believe every gift should receive a thank you in return, I will close by offering my friend a special Tea Cakes and Tarot tarot reading to hopefully provide some perspective on anything they're thinking about. What that consists of is I'll pull one card from the Major Arcana, which I understand to represent the major guideposts on the never-ending cycle of life. I use the Star Spinner Tarot deck by an artist named Trungles. Then I will pull one of Shakespeare's sonnets and interpret the intersections. Tea Cakes and Tarot was first conceived of as a live stream event produced by the Island Shakespeare Festival. We are so thrilled to be meeting you here in the podcast realm. Okay, let's get down to it. Talk about crushes. This first guest is so talented, so caring, and a total babe. They are a brilliant actor and poet. Their stage credits include work at Milwaukee Repertory Theater, B Street Theater in Sacramento, and the Island Shakespeare Festival. Hey, producer! (laughs) They have also just released their debut collection of poems. My first guest is my wonderful and gorgeous friend, Kevin Cantor. Our conversation was originally recorded on September 24th, 2020. Hi, darling. Hello. Oh, you look so beautiful. Thank you oh. for being here. Oh, thank you. I, I, tried, I tried to match the background. You succeeded and then some. Oh my God, um, I want to chat with you, but but before um, before before I do, I just want to share a little bit. Um, so Kevin has a book of poetry coming out next year called um, "Please Come Off Book." Yes, that's correct. Yeah, great. Um, and I just want to share that I, I read a draft of it, and there was one poem that I felt the need to text you when I was done, being like, "I want you to know that I'm working on a project called Gender Play," and when it's published, I want you to know that I did not plagiarize your poem um, because you just wrote things that I was just like, yes, that's exactly right. Um, So this is just the first few lines of a poem called Rewrites. Romeo and Juliet, but this time, Juliet doesn't text back. Romeo embraces his bi curiosity. He and Mercutio kiss a lot and no one advises a young girl to drink all that NyQuil. Right, though? I'll say that better myself. It is so, it's such an interesting experience to hear someone else read my poetry. That was like a gift. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what are you drinking? Some wine? I am. I'm drinking red wine to match both of our outfits. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to chat with you. Let's dive right in. Um, yes. 
So, you're a non-binary actor. I'm a non-binary actor. Come on, trans non-binary actors. Um, and you've done a lot of different, you've played a lot of different characters that are um, assumed gender. Some, some of them have, I would say, a gender in the play. Um, and then there are, especially when it gets to historical characters, we just um, harmfully assume that a character is cisgender unless explicitly stated otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. Strange. So I just, I, when, I wanna know from you, um, what is it, would you think about the performance of that character's gender at all when it comes to creating a character? Or what is the process like for you when you are holding a character that is a different gender from you and you're holding your own life experiences? Um, and what about when that character is sort of like a historical? Absolutely, yeah. You know, so, wow, there's so much, that there's so many avenues I could travel down. Um, I would say that, um, yeah, I would say it, more often than non-contemporary pieces, um, I am going in for and playing um, cis men, not necessarily because of the assumed gender of the characters and how that mess may manifest, but how uh, people assume my gender when I walk through the world. Yeah. Um, because, and I, I know that we've spoken to this together before privately, I'm so happy that people are now part of these conversations, yes. um, that transness and non-binary identity is often um, uh, assumed to be a slate of things in and of itself, uh, largely being skinny, androgynous, and white. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that I walk through the world, I'm largely perceived as male. Um, now, that being said, when I'm doing more his historical work or canonical classics, um, I think often it's a confluence between whatever the artistic vision seems to be for the team uh, mm -hmm. and myself, right? I would say more often than not, if there aren't people who have uh, taken the time or have had any experience working with TGNC actors, more often than not, that is not on their radar. Um, so for example, I've done a production of Mackers in Louisville um, when I was an apprentice there. Uh, and, you know, gender was not talked about at all for anyone. And, you know, I was playing Donald Bain, right? So in my mind, of course, like I'm bringing as much of myself as I possibly can be in my peacoat. And I'm like, yeah, Donald Bain isn't a man here because they don't have to be. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's certainly that, but I think more often than not, I'm actually navigating uh, not so much through the lens of character as much as I am through the lens of how society views me uh, in my body, no matter who I am playing, what stage I am on. Um, I think that that is the wall I come up against more often than not. Yeah, and you feel like you perceive that way before the audience and stage relationship even comes into the picture? Uh, I think I, I think I do. I think, um, I think what's interesting ab about um, specifically cis creators uh, when they work with um, trans and non-binary folk is that they think our gen they think of our gender as a concept as and and while gender is a concept right i mean as like an artistic concept yes. so a, a way you would approach a piece of work and while there is a kernel of truth in that in the way in which i live my life um it is not uh it is not something that i'm i'm handing handing over to a job or a contract, right? Um, so I think more often than not, they think like, oh, what an interesting angle. And I say, no, 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 this is who I am. 
how do how does a person that exists the way I do fit into the world that you're creating? Not as a gimmick, not as an angle, um, not necessarily as a as a statement. Uh, I, I wish to just be. Um, I think that often we're not afforded um, banality or, or or you know the mundane. Um, and sometimes I long for that. I want to have meaning, of course, but I also want to be able to exist plainly. I, wanna, <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to spend up our whole um, thing on commodification because I want to I wanna get for one second, I want to end with affirmation before I take you to a reading. But I do want to ask you so quickly, um, especially you, you talked about androgyny and that uh, how do you sort of deal with the pressure of knowing the... Um, Sometimes the path of least resistance is giving people what they have in their minds as a trans non-binary identity, whether or not that feels like how I truly want to express myself today or any day. Um, well, how do you deal with that? Uh, it's difficult. I think there's a number of things uh, in conflict in my mind when I think about those things. One being is that I'm of the belief that queerness is, anti is inherently anti-capitalist mm -hmm. uh, and the American theater is capitalist. Um, and so my queerness is at odds with the American theater. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I have to forgive myself um, at times uh, for saying, I need to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and what, what does that mean? There, I should not have to put things uh, on, the, on the back burner, parts of myself, parts of my identity in order to get jobs, but I also have to eat. <laughs> so those two things are true, right? The other thing that I want to leave with is also, uh, we, you read some of my poetry you, and I want to bookend that, is that I think I'm re the reason I'm drawn to poetry um, is because of my transness. It is an art form I deeply identify with because I think very often people have an aversion to poetry because they have a difficult time understanding it. They think that uh, poets are being intentionally uh, obscure or um, intentionally inaccessible. Um, and I think oftentimes people think that of our gender, that we are being intentionally inaccessible, um, intentionally uh, nonconformist as a means to make a point. I'm not, in, 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 and they're like, I don't understand poetry. I don't understand your gender. I love poetry because I know that it's not meant to be understood. It's meant to be experienced and appreciated. I just want to be experienced and appreciated. You don't have to understand me. Yeah. You just have to know that I'm here, know that I have something to say and take the time to experience and appreciate. And darling, even the people that don't appreciate you experience the fuck out of you. <laughs> I, I don't even have time to unpack all of the gifts that I feel like you just gave me. So thank you um, in everything that you just said um, uh, on so many levels. and. I want to ask before I get into a reading for you, what is it you have played, you've gotten to play trans characters on stage. And like, what is that like for you? What is that experience like when the capital, like the capitalist world marries with this? Um, it is, it, it, uh, it can be, it can be so many things. Um, I would say at, at, at the top of mind, it is a beautiful watershed moment when I'm given agency uh, so this look I'm tonight, in addition to it matching our background, is also an homage um, to the makeup that I wore when I played a non-binary Merlin in a children's production of The Sword and the Stone, in which once they hired me, they were like, Merlin doesn't have to be cis. What do you want to do? And it was one of the 
times in which they, you know, really gave me agency to play a trans character uh, on my own terms and in my own way and invent um, something that meant something. There have other been times where I've played trans characters where the majority of the narrative uh, traffics trauma. Um, and that's difficult. Um, and, and even still, it, sh it, it should perhaps say something that even in those experiences, I have been immensely grateful for the crumbs at the table. Um, but at the end of the day, not, I don't know that this room needs to hear it, but I'll say it anyway, because I'll say it to the cosmos as often as I can, just hire trans people for trans roles. Oh. Hire queer people for queer roles. If I, oh my God, I don't know if you just saw about like Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci playing some gay couple. And listen, I, I want, I want to have sex with Stanley Tucci oh, nice. and I want him to be my dad. I want both of those things, yeah. but I don't need him to get paid to tell the stories of queer people. Um, so yeah, just like hire queer people for queer roles because then you'll actually learn something, hopefully. I love you. I could do this all day with you. I know, I'm sorry. I'm such a gab, but I miss you so no, no, much. No, 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 no apologizing. This is exactly, this is what I, this is why you are the first episode. This is why I asked you to do this. Can I give you a reading? I would love you to, wait. I think there's something special. This is our scene change. I missed my last one, I'm so sorry. Um, so I've been shuffling these cards. I'm gonna keep shuffling them. Um, so I just wanna give you the quickest um, explanation of what we're doing. I'm gonna draw one card from the Major Arcana and one of Shakespeare's sonnets. Um, the Major Arcana to me is sort of like, I sort of think of them as the archetypes of Shakespeare's characters that we can all translate ourselves through. And I love uh, the circles of meaning in the sonnets, um, thinking about like who they're written to and then Shakespeare's close circle of friends and then the larger circles, larger circles, larger circles until they eventually got to us 400 years later. Um, and all of the, the layers of meaning that we can like sort of pontificate about that we'll never really know. So darling, do you have a question? Do you, what's going on with you? What would you like, what are you curious about? What would you like a reading on? What's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think right now I'm struggling with how to, um, how to create art um, in a time in which it feels negligent to talk about anything but the present moment. Yep. But at the same time, creating art about the present moment feels difficult and like not enough. Yeah. That's a very specific question, but that is what I am. It's all about specificity is, is the key. So I've been shuffling these cards. I'm gonna keep shuffling them on screen clumsily and you let me know uh, either by sight or by feeling um, when it's time to stop. I'm feeling like we're ready. So the card I drew is Temperance. Ooh. See, where can you see him? There you go, them. So Temperance is about balance. Um, it's about perseverance. <laughs> it's about combining, um, like see the two cups they're combining there. It's about um, instead of the A or the B, sometimes the approach is to combine the two things, which like, so I just like inherently think of temperance as a non-binary card to me. Um, they're about balance, they're about center. Um, there's strength 
in the foundation um, and in the combining of maybe two opposite things or feelings. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a moment in conjunction with uh, one of these sonnets. I'm going to do the same thing. Ooh. You let me know. Okay. Next time. I should have brought the bottle down. <laughs> I'll tell you when, but right now I'm just appreciating your nails. Go for it. Okay, I feel ready. Okay. This is Sonnet 23. Ready to hear it? I am. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength is, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart. So I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right. And in mine own love's strength seem to decay or changed with burden of mine own love's might. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb presagers of my speaking breast who plead for love and look for recompense. More than that tongue that more hath more expressed. Oh, learn to read what silent love hath writ, to hear with eyes belong to love's fine wit. I'm going to read it. Oh, I'm crying. Read it again in a, in, in a second. After okay, I just, sorry. I mean, that was like wild. Okay. So here, you know, the poet is like lamenting his inability to speak, to speak the speech of love. And the love that he feels, he feels that it won't be returned in kind if he trips over his words or if he doesn't construe his passion. It's like sort of like not trusting myself to do it well enough. So he's looking for like a full deserving of that thing. Um, and so he writes instead of speaks. Interesting. <laughs> Wild. I'm going to read it for you once more. Please do. Um, and then um, just... I want you to look at this card. Can you see it okay? It looks like it's- Yeah, it's a little grainy, but I can see it. Yeah, okay. Just to really get the shape, sort of. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart, so I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right, and in mine own love's strength seem to decay, or charged with burden of mine own love's might. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb presagers of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense. More than that tongue that more hath more expressed. Oh, learn to read what silent love hath writ, to hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. Anything you um, notice about the card or the sonnet that you want to bring into the space? I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> this might be the best reading I've ever had. Um, yeah. Uh, it is really wonderful to hear um, and, and, and to be reminded of, um, I think in some way, the commonness of what I'm feeling. <laughs> Um, you know, that, that, you know, of it. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and that, uh, and that there's always that when, when you, when you meet an impasse um, or what feels like a blockade, 
I have to remind myself of that super secret trick that is always at my disposal. And that is to change directions. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a tool and a gift that's always available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit, Well. <laughs> yeah, I think these two things in conversation with each other, um, when you're considering how to move forward, you have such a you have such a strength and a balance and a center in you. You are built on a very strong foundation that, you know, we both know did not come easy. Um, and a lot of work went into that. But you can rest on that as we combine the elements um, that we're faced with right now. Um, and it probably won't be perfect. It probably won't express the depth of your feeling. But I don't think that answer is to not try. I don't think the answer is to um, is to get caught up with um, what if I don't receive what I'm meant to receive. I think just keep working on on giving the gifts that only you can give, and those gifts are so wonderful and so special. Thank you. Mm. I really, I really love this time together, and I wish it didn't have to end. I know it's lovely. <laughs> you. Now is the time where I'm going to say goodbye to you, though. Um, and this has just renewed uh, the feeling that uh, we need to talk more. <laughs> oh, my God, absolutely. <laughs> um, I love you so much. And thank you so much for being the very first guest. You're a hero. I love you. Mm, I've been thinking so much about that encounter in the months since I've had it now. I so appreciate what Kevin brought up about poetry and about trans non-binary people and differentiating the desire to understand them and the need to be explained versus just experiencing them for who they are and what it is. So often as trans folks, we encounter people who put the burden of explaining who we are and why we are and how we are on us. I really believe that the best way to learn about other people is not to force them into a vocabulary or a frame of mind that already makes sense to you. It's to sit back and to watch and to listen and to really take in what they have to say and how they communicate with each other. And that's why I'm so excited about bringing this series to you. I'm so excited that Kevin was our first guest. Kevin always reminds me and others that the trans and non-binary community is not a monolith. There are just as many trans experiences as there are trans people. So whether you know many trans people, whether you are a trans person, or whether you have never met a trans person and maybe Kevin and I are the first ones, I hope that by experiencing these conversations, we will offer you something to appreciate. We have many amazing guests of many amazing genders coming up. Thank you again to Kevin. Their book of poetry, Please Come Off Book, is now available for purchase. It's published through Button Poetry, and I highly recommend you check it out. 
Tea Cakes and Tarot, Conversations with Queer Futurists, was co-created by me, Will Wilhelm, and my fabulous friend, Erin Murray. Our sound engineer is Orion Schwalm, our graphic designer is Ray Catherine Morgan, and we are produced by the Island Shakespeare Festival on Whidbey Island in Washington State. Special shout out to artistic director Olina Hodges. Kisses. I am going to leave you with one more reading of Sonnet 23. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart, so I, for fear of trust, forget to say the perfect ceremony of love's right, and in mine own love's strength seem to decay, or charged with burden of mine own love's might. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb procedures of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense, more than that tongue that more hath more expressed. Oh, learn to read what silent love hath writ, to hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit. Thank you for tuning in. Be sweet to yourself. Be sweet to others. And until the next time, keep on shining.